0: What's going on guys, it's your boy Scrub here, back again with another video. Hope you guys are having a great day, I know I am. And today I've got some story times that have been sent in to me about people's insane neighbors. I know you guys tend to really love these, so uh, I figured I'd do another one. Before we get into it, be sure to press the like button, otherwise no joke, no scam, your neighbor will become insane. And without further ado, let's hop right into it. Alright, so, uh, this first one was sent in to me by a guy that has lived in this neighborhood since he was a baby. His parents already had the house before he was born, so he's just continued living in the house. And, for the most part, the neighborhood hadn't changed much. But a new guy had moved in about three doors down and had taken it upon himself to make some, uh, interesting, let's just put it that way, design choices with his front yard he went and took a bunch of like old toilets from the dumper. i don't know where you find old toilets but imagine a bunch of old toilets and then he had put them in his yard and he had filled them with dirt so there was like plants growing out of the toilet in the top of the toilet Which, whatever, yeah, it's a funny idea, I get it, you know, you're repurposing a toilet to be a planter. But at the same time, I could understand why maybe, uh, your neighbors would not enjoy you having a toilet garden in your front yard. And people were not that hyped about it, and at first, they were kind of like, just asking him nicely to maybe move the toilet planters to the backyard, or just a little bit away from the road. And his response to them just kind of nicely asking him to move the toilets to the backyard was to get pissed and say that he was going to make the ugliest house ever. And they weren't demanding that he move the toilets, it's his property, technically they can be there, like it's not like there was a legal thing they could do. But then he just decides to paint his house, and you'd think he'd like hire a company to do it, no. No. He goes, gets as many neon different types of spray paint you could imagine, and just starts going in on his house. So now, not only is there a toilet garden out front, but the house is just like, it looks like somebody bought a bunch of highlighters, left them in their pockets, and then put their pants in the dryer. It's just a train wreck, like it looks just almost like a Jackson, Jason Pollock painting it's not that great and so people then start being like all right dude you really gotta stop what you're doing is gonna hurt the neighborhood come on like can't you just be reasonable and not make your house look like this and he decided that to teach them a lesson now not only for asking him to move the toilets but to maybe paint his house a normal color that he was gonna not let anyone sleep anymore if you were near his house then you were in for a very rough time if you wanted to enjoy sleeping. He put spotlights on his house that, like, shine outward, and they basically shined into people's windows so it was just bright all night. And then they couldn't really prove this, but it seemed like every hour he would go out and blow a dog whistle so every dog would lose their mind. And it got to the point where people were like, Dude, my neighbor is straight up waging psychological warfare on me because I don't want to live next to the toilet garden. And it seemed like the more people asked him to relax, the worse he would make it. He started adding more lights. He started adding things that would make noise. And he clearly had way too much time on his hands because you're not allowed to, like, make loud noises past a certain hour. So he would make a ton of noise and then listen on the police scanner. Because people would call the cops and he would turn it all off so when the cops come there's nothing there and they're like confused and he's telling them that the neighborhood's crazy and they all hate him. And they're still going through this. Like to this day he's still having all these noise making machines and all the lights. Thankfully the person that sent this to me is three doors down so it's affected them a little bit. But not as bad as it would be to live next door to the guy i feel like this is the type of person that's just wanting to be angry with the world like you know what you're doing if you put a bunch of toilets in your front yard i'm all for freedom i love it man like freedom is the greatest but you know your neighbors are not going to like that and then to start a war with them over it it kind of seems like you might have been wanting the war in the first place I'm just saying, this guy seems like he wanted trouble when he moved into the neighborhood. Okay, so this next one was sent in to me by somebody that had just moved into a duplex. And they happen to be on the downstairs unit, which is unfortunate, because you're just always going to hear the person above you, even if it's the quietest person of all time, it's just the reality of living beneath someone, is there's going to be times where they make a ton of noise. But for whatever reason, the person that lived above him must have just been a vampire who was only allowed to make noise at night and it was their passion. Like, straight up, he started wondering if the guy had been cursed to just live eternally trying to eat people or whatever. He was so loud every single night. It was like he was throwing a rave in his apartment in between the hours of like 11pm and 4pm to the point where he can't sleep because it's just loud music it sounds like there's a crowd of 300 people up there and it's not just a weekend it's not like a friday one crazy party it's every single night it was like throwing parties in his apartment was literally his job somehow so one night he had had enough he hadn't been able to sleep in like a week and he goes up to confront him and he pounds on the door all angrily you know in his head he's worked himself up he's like i can't believe this guy thinks that it's okay to just not let anyone sleep And all of a sudden, he can hear this huge party on the other side. It goes silent. He sees, like, all the lights turn off, and the door kind of cracks open. And you know, like, those chains that people have? It opens just that much where you can't see in very far. And everything's dark now. Like, all the lights are off, and it's silent. And no one's saying anything. He can just kind of see his neighbor's face, like, through that little crack in the door. And he says, hey man, I'm your downstairs neighbor, and I just want to know if you can keep it down, because you're really, really loud. Like, I can't sleep, you're making such a racket, you do it every single night, I I wouldn't even care if it was every now and then, but like, this is out of control. And the guy looks at him, looks him up and down, and then hisses, and when he hisses at him, he like, shows his teeth. And sure enough, the guy had gotten, you know that dental thing where you can have like fangs put in where your teeth are sharp? This guy had gone to a dentist and said, sir, please turn me into a real vampire. Give me those sharp teeth. So the door closes and all of a sudden it goes loud again. And he's just standing there like, well, that was not how I expected that to go. I expected him to at least hear me out or something. Plus, you know, even if your neighbor's going to be a jerk about making noise, you think he would at least be like, Ah, oh, get lost. I'm not going to do anything. You don't expect another human to hiss at you, showing off that they have fangs, and then slam the door. Like, what is this? What we do in the shadows, dude? Like an energy vampire is going to pop up? No, thank you. You don't want that. So he goes downstairs, tries to go to bed, finally ends up falling asleep, and he had the day off the next day, so he sleeps in. And he wakes up, goes to his car, goes grocery shopping, comes back, and he realizes that there's, like, a note on his door. And he looks at it, and the note says that, "'I'm a creature of the night and will not be tame. Do not disturb me while I partake in my vampire ways. Next time I will not be so, like, courteous to your issues.'" And now he's starting to get scared because he's like, oh, this dude actually thinks he's a vampire. You know, at first he thought it was maybe a joke. He's just really committed to being like a hot topic guy. No, this guy is leaving letters being like, don't disturb me at night or I will become an angry vampire. Like, you don't want to live under somebody that nuts. So he decides that he's going to leave it alone. Like, yeah, it sucks to live underneath this guy. He hates that he's making noise. But the second somebody starts leaving threatening letters being like, I'm actually a vampiric demon and you don't want to mess with me or you're going to regret it. Yeah, they're not a vampire, but do you want to find out what someone crazy enough to think they're a vampiric demon will do to make you regret messing with them? Because I don't. It just seems like something I don't need to cross off the bucket list. If somebody's like, hey, I'm really nuts, you don't want to go start a bunch of beef with them. So whatever, he's just kind of like avoided it because he doesn't want to end up in a situation where he's in a true crime documentary. And he hasn't interacted with them since, but sure enough, every night still, it's like this guy is throwing a rave in his apartment, you know? And there's only two units, so it's not even like he can team up with everybody else in the building because they're all hearing it too. It's literally him and the other guy. So if he says something to the landlord, it's 100% obvious who snitched. And do you really want to be on the crap list of the guy who really thinks he's a vampire? And what's wild is he's kind of just been paying more attention since he realized the guy actually thinks he's a vampire to be like, all right, well, how committed is he to this? Like, is this just something he does when, you know, he's trying to scare people or what? And the dude straight up just does not come outside during the day. He has never seen him outside during the day. The only time he goes outside is night. And sure enough, there's just always a party there. But what's really weird about that is there's never, like, a huge group of cars. It's never, like, a huge sign that there's a bunch of people there. So he doesn't know if this guy's just running in circles making it sound like there's a bunch of people there or if a bunch of bats are flying into the attic. Obviously not really vampires, but he just does not really know what's going on. Whatever it is, it freaked him out and he's just going to leave it alone. And he's looking for another place to live, which is just probably your best bet at that point. Like, I feel like you don't want to live under the vampiric demon. Because even if they're lying, like, you, you do really want to live under the guy who thinks he's a vampiric demon. Good luck, though, man. Best of luck. I feel like even if I was a vampire, partying every night would get kind of exhausting. Every night you never want to have a night to just relax watch some TV Maybe that's the point of immortality is you're kind of like whatever I'm just gonna do whatever I want all the time because there's no consequences But goodness after like a week of partying I'm sure I would literally be like I feel like garbage I don't even want to do anything else Alright, so this next one was sent in to me by a guy who lives in a dorm room. And I don't know what it is about dorm rooms, but I feel like that's the worst roommates that I get sent on a regular basis. And the guy on the other side of the wall, who doesn't live in the dorm with them, but is in the dorm next to them, has some anger issue. The first few weeks of school, everything was fine, you know? And then all of a sudden, at 8pm one day, this guy just starts raging. Here's him screaming about how, like, everyone else is hacking because there's no way he would actually lose. The only way he was going to be able to lose at this game is if everyone was cheating. And the guy's just kind of, like, letting him rage, doesn't want to go over there and say anything, and figures he'll tire himself out pretty quick. Everyone's gotten mad at a video game before, and, like, I don't know, personally, even if I get mad at a video game, it's hard to stay really mad at a video game. Like, I'm not gonna think about it later. But this guy spends the next, like, 25 minutes just raging, hitting on the wall, screaming that this game is so unfair and he'll just uninstall it. To the point where he's like, dude, this guy just needs to really not play this game. Like, usually when you tell someone to uninstall, you're trying to talk trash. But if you're letting a game affect you so much that you're raging, punching the wall in your dorm room for like half an hour, eh, you, you probably just shouldn't. Whatever, after the 25 minutes though, he quiets down, thinks there's no way he'll get that mad again. So he goes to bed and about 3am, he starts hearing the same rage on the other side of the wall. And it's one thing to hear, like, somebody you live next to freaking out at 3 p.m. It's still not great, but I guess you're allowed to make noise. If you start freaking out banging on the wall in a dorm room at 3 a.m., it's perfectly okay for the people that live next to you to get pissed off. So this time when it wakes him up, he gets annoyed because obviously you don't want to be woken up by somebody raging at a video game. So he gets up and walks out of his dorm and starts banging on their door. And it goes quiet and he's waiting for someone to come answer the door and he's just kind of sitting there like waiting and no one comes to answer. It's almost like the guy realized that someone was coming to bang on the door to tell him to be quiet and he was too afraid to come answer it. So after he's waiting for a while, he decides he's going to go back to bed. And so he goes back into his room and he hears the guy on the other side of the wall like still saying some stuff about video games. And because he can hear this guy talking, he knows he's going to be able to hear him, so he just kind of loudly says that like, Hey man, you need to shut up, and if I wake up at 3am again because you're mad at a stupid video game, we're going to have some problems. And it's like, I'm not going to like you, and I'm just going to go out of my way to be as annoying as humanly possible. I don't care if you rage, but you can't wake people up about your video games. And after that, dude, it was like he was afraid of confrontation because he would rage and whatnot. But as soon as nighttime hit, he would go quiet. Thankfully, he learned his lesson. But that was not a very fun wake-up call, dude. You're just, what what do people dream about these days? I don't know. You're having a great dream about driving a Bugatti down the road. All of a sudden, you get a wake-up call because some guy can't take Fall Guys uh, not seriously and is freaking out because everyone's hacking to try to take away his Fall Guy wins. You get woken up from your slumber because somebody is bad at, like, wee bowling. That That's just the worst. I feel like dorm stories are the things I get the most often, and I don't know if it's just because, like, it's the first time people get freedom so they don't know how to act, or if people who are going to college these days are just a little bit more entitled. Not every dorm is like this, but goodness gracious, at least twice a week someone's like, oh, I live in a dorm and my roommate is basically psycho. Alright, so the person who sent this in to me was out in front of their house skateboarding one day, and most cars would just kind of come by at like 25 miles per hour, I feel like that's the generic speed limit in most neighborhoods, and it makes sense, especially if there's like people in the road, there's no reason to speed in the neighborhood. And on top of it, when you see someone in the road, like you should go extra slow, but he's out in front of his house skating, and this minivan comes flying around the corner going like 45. So he yells out slow down as it drives by and the minivan like slams on the brakes and it goes past him a little bit. It throws into reverse and reverses back up towards him and he gets out of the way because like it almost hits him. And the door opens up and this Karen jumps out of the car. And like the speed with which she reversed and jumped out of the car it was almost like she had done this before. She had dismounted this minivan many of time. And she says, what did you just say to me? And he's like, I said, slow down. There's no need to be speeding. You almost hit me. And Karen starts going off about how like she bets that this guy can't even drive. So who does he think he is to tell them to slow down? And the guy's response is just like, okay, even if I can't drive because I'm too young to have my license, I still know if you're going too fast. It doesn't mean that I can't tell you not to speed when I'm out in the road and you almost hit me. It doesn't take a genius to know if someone's going 45 in a 25. It's really obvious if someone goes going too fast. And her response to him saying that is like, well, why are you even out in the road? It would have been your fault if I hit you. And like, I don't really think that's how it works in a residential neighborhood if you're speeding and you hit somebody. I don't think that's a very good excuse. Like, you can't go to court and be like, yeah, sure I was going 45 and a 25, but why was someone out in the road in front of their house? Like, I feel like you're allowed to ride your bike in the road in front of your house. Maybe I'm mistaken, but I I don't know. It wouldn't have been an issue if you weren't going that fast. And so this guy trying to be responsible and like just get this lady to leave at this point says, look, I'm just saying slow down because there's a lot of people around here like me and my friends that are just out in front of their house riding skateboards or whatever. And I just don't want anyone to get hit. He's trying to be the mature one, and that's a reasonable thing to say. Like, okay, look, whatever. Yeah, I guess you can speed if you want. And she starts going off saying, well, if she wants to speed, that's her choice. And she doesn't need to listen to anything he says. And he's like, yeah, I I guess you don't have to listen to anything I say. That's true. I never said that I was king of the road. And she's like, yeah, you're not king of the road. And she goes, hops back in her minivan and goes to like very aggressively peel out of there. You can hear her foot, like, stomp the gas. The only issue was she had been in reverse last time she had, like, pulled up. Remember, she reversed back. And she had forgotten that she was in reverse. So when she slams her foot down on the gas, instead of going forward and peeling out of there, she goes backwards. And for whatever reason, she cuts the wheel. And so she goes flying off the side of the road into a parked car that was, like, right there. And of course, the irony of all of this happening right after she said she can do what she wants and he can't drive, so he has no right to say that they shouldn't be speeding... Like, it was just a very ironic situation. So the person that sent this to me starts laughing at it because that's almost straight out of a comedy movie. Someone starts talking about how great of a driver they are and then forget their cars in reverse. That's a pretty simple thing that you should double check before you go slamming on the gas, especially if you're just telling someone to shut up and not tell you how to drive. So he's laughing. The person who was driving the car is pissed. So Karen gets out and starts trying to say somehow that this entire accident is his fault. And because he was laughing at her, she was going to find a way to make him liable. And like the insurance was going to blame him somehow. I don't think insurance companies do that. Especially if you say, hey, I forgot I was in reverse and crashed into a car. They're going to be like, that's on you. We're not covering anything. And they especially wouldn't care if you were like, no, you don't understand, someone laughed right after. They would be like, okay, what about it? We're not gonna go sue the person that laughed at you and say it's their fault. So she's screaming about how it's all his fault and she's gonna find a way to blame him. And the person whose car it was comes outside and starts being like, dude, you hit my car. And so the kid who sent this to me, like, obviously this is a little bit ago, he's an adult now. He goes inside because he just didn't know what to do. Now he knows you're supposed to stay and make a statement or whatever, but he just didn't want to deal with it. So he went inside and after they like exchanged insurance information or whatever, the lady came over and started knocking on the door yelling that like he was a bad kid and she wanted to talk to his parents to let them know how disappointed they should be. Yeah, because he said, don't speed, and you got your ego bruised, and then proceeded to forget you were in reverse and crash into a car. I, I don't really understand how that's his fault. But whatever, she tried to, like, get a response. No one responded. And after that, she ended up leaving. And I feel like, you know, like, it's one thing to be a bad driver, okay? But it's one thing to not realize you're a bad driver. I feel like you should know if you're in reverse, drive, park, neutral. That's something you should check before you just start slamming on the gas. That's an obvious one. And if you're not paying attention to that, then you really should not be driving too fast. Speeding is always against the law, like if someone catches you, right? But you really should not be speeding if you don't even know if your car's in reverse or not. I feel like that is just a given. Don't be flying around if you can't even tell which way your car's gonna go. But what made it even funnier is because she lived in his neighborhood, like, he would see her after that and she would always just avoid eye contact and drive by slowly. So she did learn not to speed. It just took accidentally crashing into a car because she forgot which way the car was going to go. Anyways, guys, I think that's going to do it for the video. Hopefully you enjoyed. If you did, I would really appreciate it if y'all would take a second to press the like button. Let me know what you thought in the comments section down below. And of course, subscribe if you're new and turn on those notifications. If you want to listen to these in like audio format, like a podcast, I do post them over on Spotify. Link down below. Feel free to check it out. And uh, 12 days of scrubs is quickly approaching, so be on the lookout for that in December. But yeah, on that note, guys, that'll do it. Don't get anyone pregnant if you do, make sure they're hot, and hopefully I'll see you guys next time. I'm out. Peace.